in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the Marvel Studios original series, WandaVision, that premiered on Disney+. Plus. So before we go any further, this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. There it is. I've missed it. Was. I know. We don't typically like to do spoiler-filled reviews just because we want you, the folks listening, to experience firsthand. But we have been doing these video reviews weekly of this show on our YouTube channel. At this point, we've got to talk about everything. So we're going to be breaking down all the stuff from this nine-episode season, things we liked, things we didn't like. And uh, where this will lead into future projects in the upcoming Phase 4 slate of films. Now, Taylor, we had a full year off from Marvel Land, which was shocking just because it feels like ever since uh, really, ever since the Avengers kind of kicked in back in 2012, we've been kind of just you know, bombarded with so much Marvel love. But the pandemic had other things, you know, things had to be postponed and all that stuff. But our last big Marvel thing was Spider-Man: Far From Home, so we've we've had literally almost like a year off, year and a half off from uh, the Marvel world. So here we are, WandaVision. This is the first Disney Plus original series with this brand of Marvel, and uh, this was a really unique one to start with, just because I think it was a good mashup of a lot of genres and things. So what what was your kind of first? take going into this WandaVision series. I mean, you go back to the original, you know, trailer for it. I'm like, this is going to be nuts. Just bonkers. I mean, we're seeing so many different images, like you said, of different TV show genres. And I was really excited because you have the characters of Wanda, Maximoff and Vision. They don't have a lot of screen time and really their own moments to shine. I mean, they're like, there are bit parts. They're exciting parts of the MCU and the movies they are, but they didn't really have the sole focus on them. I mean, Iron Man had his movies, Captain America had his. So this is great for them to kind of get their moment in the spotlight. And so that's what I was really gearing up toward. And as we're getting into the show, I was like, okay, I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Also knowing the fact that it's not just a TV show, it's going to connect to the MCU in a big way. Yeah, I mean, there was an excitement to think, all right, we, we we're past the events of Endgame now. You know, that was a major chapter that closed 10 years of amazing films and all this buildup. So now we want to see, like, what's going on next? And knowing that, okay, this is going to be a cool thing where now we're going to be combining these TV series as also a way to continue the characters of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even if they don't have the slate to have, like, their own personal movie. And we know that, you know, before WandaVision was even kind of full gear about to happen we also know that elizabeth olsen is going to be a major player for dr strange 2 the multiverse of madness so of course a lot of things going on in your head you're thinking well i wonder what what is the main purpose of this show what's it going to reveal and will it lead into maybe something that we'll deal with eventually you know that movie which is supposed to come out in 2022 
And it was really interesting. Yeah, the advertisement was so interesting because it's all these like TV sitcoms. You know, you're looking at stuff like the Dick Van Dyke show or like, you know, I Love Lucy. And it was like very like, oh, it's it's black and white and uh, they're not fighting you know, evil, you know, villains. Yeah. It, it's like, what did we just step into? Because, you know, looking at Endgame, you're looking at this whole massive, crazy, you know, long ongoing battle with Thanos. So going into the first two episodes, let's kind of start there because I think they're not very, uh, not a lot happened. The first two episodes similar. were released on the same day, the premiere night. And uh, very similar. Yeah, they're, you know, all black and white uh, until the end of the second episode. And, um, you know, I thought it was it was neat, though, kind of a way to be like almost like a palate cleanser. Like, all right, this is something completely different. We're not going off with like, oh, here's the villain's backstory that leads to why they need to go find this object. And no, it was just like, OK, uh, somehow Vision's back, even though we know he's dead. And Wanda is living this happy kind of romance marriage in this cozy little 50s town. And had all the, you know, stereotypical things with like the gags, the music bits, uh, you know, the characters that are around their house. Uh, it, it was really for someone, if you're someone that I think likes those kind of old shows, I think it was good for the fans of that to be like, oh, and we'll, we'll play into why it's important later. But I thought it was masterfully done, but it was kind of a letdown in just to like, OK, well, what? what is this? Like, you know, it's like, are we about to just watch nine episodes yeah, of it? It felt, of it felt a little, little weird. Like at first I'm like watching this first ep- two episodes. I'm like, am I supposed to enjoy this? Like I kind of was like, I didn't know what to think. I'm kind of like looking at everyone around me. Like what the heck is this? What do we walk yeah. into? But it was also what was great about it. It had like these very creepy elements to it. Like there was a little something sinister beyond the surface. Like, uh, of course with the moment where, that one scene in the first episode where they have the boss over and he starts choking and then his wife is like, stop it, stop it. She's got that great. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like a little, little intense here. And then, okay. And then we kind of pull back the curtain a little bit like, ooh, someone's watching them. And then next episode, it gets even more creepier. But then it's like, okay, what's 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 happening? But they did do very well keeping to the tropes of the formats of the, you know, the Dick Van Dyke style show to like bewitched. So I, I, I give mm-hmm. a lot of hats, I have my hats off to them for that. Yeah. Major credit for them doing their homework for the style that they're supposed to be representing with each new episode up until the TV trope kind of got dropped. Um, but yeah, we finally got into color. And so we're kind of noticing, okay, there's something behind the scenes. Something might be controlling this. Is it controlling Wanda? Um, you know, we're not really sure what's going on. And they were introduced to now the, the them somehow getting pregnant was really interesting just because, again, we're thinking, okay, even if Vision was still Vision as he was in the beginning, he's not human flesh from what yeah, we understand. I don't, think he, you know? I don't think he's built uh, with the same anatomy. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he should not have the, he should not have the, I mean, he might have a robotic part to do that kind of fun, but he <laughs> shouldn't another, have a, that's another discussion. He shouldn't have the boys swimming to a uh, crate's life here. So again, this idea that how all of a sudden uh, she's pregnant and she's going to have these twins. And we're also introduced to this new character, Monica, mm-hmm. who I think it's important that you see that Marvel always is thinking like, even if offhand, you don't know her by name right away, 
you kind of get the sense of, oh, once again, a character that relates to a former property, Captain Marvel, you know, her mom was in that film. And so now it's like, okay, she's going to be a big part, you know, in Captain Marvel too. So what is her story? And this is where we get introduced to S.W.O.R.D. And I thought, you know, you brought up a good point. You know, we have those after credits that always come abruptly, right? When you think it's some major scenes about to happen, it's just like, and the episode's over. And it's, oh, gosh. But we had that sword image in the very first episode. And it was like, well, we went through S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. had its, you know, ups and downs with Hydra and everything. Time. So now what would be the opposite to kind of keep that government kind of agency that knows about these, you know, enhanced, you know, warriors and stuff sword kind of makes sense yeah maybe they're taking more of an aggressive approach than Mm -hmm. shield ever did so that was kind of cool and then i love that in episode four we took a big halt from more of the tv format and it was all about okay what is this sword place and we're introduced to uh, a bunch of people in this situation and we're like some familiar faces come back which i think was really fun you know we have a jimmy woo back from the Ant-Man series. So that was, again, you probably look at that and go, oh, I never thought I'd see him again. And also Darcy from the Thor films uh, was back. So that, that was pretty cool that they, in this one show, the amount of people are ready that they are able to bring back makes you think like, oh, and what other shows? Like, you know, thinking of Falcon Winter Soldier, there's a bunch of characters they could bring back from not only the Captain America movies, but maybe other characters that are involved in more of that plot line and moving forward you know like if we get a thor cameo on loki i would not be surprised you know because it kind of makes sense with the territory so who knows but what do you think of having these characters back in a show like this i think it was it was pretty cool the fact that you know when when we're talking about bringing characters and doing these crossovers and i knew that they were going to have the opportunity to bring characters back and we, we have like, you know, actors like Chris Evans and saying like, you know, Captain America could come back. We, we don't know in some form, True. but to think like just little bit characters that, you know, they had like, they were kind of the plucky comic relief, like in Thor, Ant-Man, that they are going to be still connected. It just, it adds to the layers, I think, and just the richness of how well this MCU universe was created of all the un- in universe of film. This was so well done because there are a little bit of a few plot holes here and there, very minuscule if you look at the entirety of the series. But to be that like connected and to add, you know, anyone you can, but for a purpose, I think it says a lot about how Marvel and, and Disney has handled this on a whole. I think it's masterfully done. I mean, it kind of reminds me of thinking of like watching like, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. Like you just it probably would be rare that you watch the entire series because you just kind of were like when you'd catch it you know it was like yeah. every saturday you'd watch it but you would see like characters like that pop into an episode and maybe you as a kid wouldn't really understand the importance but that's what i feel like they're doing now is they're kind of thinking well if this character isn't dead and could still be useful in a story that makes sense where could we put them and because i think for the fans it really is kind of like oh look at that um which is really what got into this next episode uh this is our midway point on a very special episode this was the episode that was all kind of like uh full house i mean i love paul benny's hair uh always was really funny in these episodes and um then i still one of my favorite jokes was uh you know vision always going to work and his buddy that works across from him and this is the episode where they were talking about email and the guy was like 
well, if I send an email, where do I put the stamp? <laughs> no, it's cheesy, dumb humor like that. Um, but this is that there was where like the boys all of a sudden aged from like, you know, they were like babies all of a sudden to like five-year-olds or something. Like they went, they all of a sudden aged very quickly. So again, it's like, is this magic? Is this uh, some other force we're not sure about? And um, and then also, you know, thinking that we've had what I, what I would call maybe the MVP of this show, which is Catherine Hahn, uh, as Agnes, this nosy neighbor. This wacky. Who was yeah. made, for that, made for that sitcom era. Like she, I mean, she's done a fair amount of really incredible commie roles in her time, but like, I feel like she would have fit in in the 50s, 60s. I mean, any yeah, of these. Any like, decade just... of TV show, she was just the perfect chameleon for every one of these. Like, um, even better than, you know, Paul Bettany and, and uh, Elizabeth Olsen in doing that. She definitely was the MVP of character work in this film, uh, this uh, series. I would definitely agree. But this was, a, this was the episode where, for a lot of fans, they freaked out because they thought, this is where they started to think more than what it actually was going to end up to be which is a typical thing with marvel a lot of people you know fan theories go through the wazoo but this is where we had uh evan peters show up as pietro or fetro or yeah pietro boner um we'll get to that in a minute but um so you're tuning uh, into the podcast that moment you're like confused anyway move on well you if, if you've gone through spoilers you should know by now what we're talking about but um yeah this was a big deal you know we, we're getting more of the sense and this is also you know wanda and vision are starting to have arguments you know because he's like i feel like you're controlling me and the you're cracks, controlling the relationships the are starting yeah and um but yeah we had evan peters show up as uh as pietro her brother which of course got a lot of people thinking whoa 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 well he's from the x-men universe does this mean that this is the first look at the the multiverse, you know, a lot of questions were brought up that, you know, of course, your mind goes crazy. Then we got into the Halloween episode, which was a lot of fun to see them in their original costumes. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. I like when Wanda saw the visual of Vision dead, and then also her brother, even though it was Evan Peters' version, dead. I thought it was really important to show kind of like a little bit of that trauma she's gone through. You know, we, we, we definitely been getting that this whole town has been, you know, like a little sanctuary for her to kind of live in this peaceful, happy place. And then getting those flashes where the reality sets in of like, oh, yeah, wait, Vision's head was crushed in by Thanos. And, you know, my brother was shot down by Ultron. I thought that was really neat that they kind of show. And then her getting really angry about it and like, you know, blasting her brother away and trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. I thought that was really neat storytelling there to show more of the not so much like the powers and stuff but show like the emotionals which i think is a big part of the show especially near the end yeah and i think what would have been cool though i would have loved for that halloween episode to do have a couple little more scarier moments like a little bit callbacks to the you know the first couple episodes where there was a little bit of that kind of like terror where you know they could have done more of a little like twilight zone kind of like you know, think happening. So I think that was kind of a, a miss there. Uh, but yeah, they had a little bit of with, uh, you know, like vision going around and he saw a whole group of people just kind of frozen. Yeah. They weren't really moving, but 
Yeah, it could have gone. It could have gone a little darker, especially because I think the show. A lot of it was that the people in Westview were being mind controlled by Wanda. Yeah, they were all they were all held against their will. They were all like captives in her little uh, prison. Now we haven't really we haven't really touched a lot yet so far on the hex itself, which is this big red force field that Wanda has put over this town. It's all red and sparkly and uh, very hard to get in, very hard to get out. Uh, but this was the episode where Vision, you know, Vision is meant to be this, he's a really strong being. I mean, he has a lot of great neat tricks and he's very smart, but he he has, you know, crazy superhuman strength. I mean, for God's sake, he did lift Thor's hammer after all. Um, but he, you can tell that he is tied to the hex he cannot go outside the hex or he starts to disintegrate which uh good thing it was him and not you know some human dude uh the kids would have been body parts just peeling off but um that was kind of neat to show that this thing is really strong uh and even someone like vision can't get out of it yeah and it was kind of cool to to see the effects that um as we go into the next episode that any normal person that passes through in or out, um, they are affected on a molecular level. And, you know, all these, all this, this stuff is, you know, this is a cosmic energy again, really enhanced originally from the mind stone. So we're like, we don't know what really this does to anyone normal, like, or, or what. So that was kind of a cool, a cool thing. I just love the, also the visual aspect every time, especially in that episode when she expands the hex and then it just, the whole changing of like, as the shields are met and are like, or sorry, sword uh, guys are running for their lives all of a sudden. And they're turned into clowns. <laughs> yeah. That like, was kind of like, funny, wow. which I wanted, I wanted for that was a bit of a, uh, a crack at maybe any political things today. Uh, but that was kind of, yeah, that was and a cool to think that she, she can, you know, be in the mind presence of just doing what she wants, but she still has control of this giant force field. Um, but then we got, you know, this this episode seven was the last episode of, of, of TV take. And this was when they got into more of that modern family, uh, the office style, which um, there was two kind of major important moments in this episode. But I think Taylor and I were on the same page. This was the only episode that it, they were really trying for a lot of that modern family humor, although I think it, it was, you know, the the set wise looked good and they, they really made, you know, they made Wanda look like the mom in Modern Family and they were trying to ham it up with some of these, you know, more, you know, looking at the camera and playing to that whole idea like we've seen from those kind of reality TV sitcoms. It just wasn't very funny. Yeah. I think they dropped the ball with that. Um, it was only really the episode that I felt like I was kind of like, wow, wow. Minus two moments that I really liked that I'll get into, but Taylor, your take on that, that kind of modern family style for that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I've been actually gone back and watched a lot of the modern family very recently. So going, watching that, I was like, I think they, they could have done a little bit better if, if they were going to go, go all out, which they did very well in the first two, you know, black and white films, everything else that was TV theme related, go all out on this one. And they should have had, um, maybe a little bit more better jokes landed or maybe just kind of scrapped it all together. Cause it was, it was a bit of trying too hard just mm -hmm. because we, we want to do the TV theme. Um, probably not this one. I feel like if they did more of the office style, it would have been funny, especially like if vision, if they vision had me back at work or something like that. 
I think that would have been really, uh, really kind of cool uh, effect. And I think they did uh, miss the landing on that one. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to think about. There's a lot of, you know, big name actors or actors that are well known from sitcoms that are in these shows. Um, you know, for example, like Deborah Jo Rupp, who was in, you know, featured in the first episode, of course, the mom from that 70s show. She still pops up in this show in random places, but she has no dialogue. I feel like that was a wasted opportunity. Like, I feel like that could have been a moment where, you know, maybe she comes over for dinner or something and Wanda says something and then, you know, she looks at the camera like, can you believe this? You know, we could have had something. And I feel like it just, it was all really set on just Wanda and then a little bit with Darcy and Vision. And there wasn't really anybody else getting to like enjoy that kind of, but Catherine Hahn again was really funny playing that, you know, again that's what she does well but two moments i did like in that episode was when monica took that i i, I call it the aliens rover because it, you know, it looked like something out of prometheus i feel like they just took that same car from that and just repainted it for the mcu but she was trying to get into the the hex with her truck that failed and then she was like you know what i'm just gonna do it by myself just me and she had this cool image where she started to go through it. And then she kind of had like four parts of her body in different positions going through this hex. And it was like, okay, something's going on here. And this is where she started to figure out that she has powers of some kind. So clearly this will be something that I'll uh, move forward. And, uh, and we got a little bit more of that in the last two episodes, but that was kind of cool to see like, okay, now we have another kind of super here and, of course, then it ends with a very weird um, thing where it's a, a plot twist that didn't hit like the right marks. Uh, a very catchy song on iTunes, but uh, where we find out that Agnes actually is Agatha Harkness and she is actually um, this ancient witch uh, who has been stirring up trouble the whole time. Yeah, and that kind of just came out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> it was not some like dun dun no there weren't like some subtle clues to build it up yeah the agatha song although from a tv sitcom point of view i kind of got what they're going with you know it was like the monsters and i think there's been a lot of sitcoms in the old days that would do stuff like this it was not meant to be like for us a jaw drop moment it was supposed to be like a scooby-doo kind of reveal i feel like it was kind of the intention and Catherine Hahn, i mean you know she is a, a great entertainer she can sing, she can act, you know, everything. So it was fun to see her do that. And then, you know, she's like, and I killed the dog too. And it was like, oh, she's evil. You know, we don't care that she's been mind controlling people. We're like, oh, she's evil. But so now we have another witch. And so this is our big reveal. This is our villain. The villain of the series is Agatha Harkness, this ancient witch um, who has this purple magic. So Wanda has red and Agatha has purple. Everyone's happy. We love colors. Um, <laughs> she has purple so, magic. <laughs> and then Doctor Strange has his yellow beams and everyone's great. Yep. So um, going to, so then we have episode eight, our, our penultimate episode. This to me was the strongest episode of the season just from a storytelling standpoint. And this was our big, how did Wanda become the Scarlet Witch? You know, how did Wanda become what she is today? First thing that was really cool about that episode was a lot of people for a couple of weeks were like, 
they picked such interesting sitcoms. You know, there's so many sitcoms to choose from. Why those? And then we get those are the ones that she watched during the war on Sokovia where she lived with her family. So like she didn't have a choice, you know, she didn't have like a huge selection of, you know, DVDs. So um, that was kind of neat that it was like, oh, from her childhood standpoint, those are the shows that she watched and she really connected to of this perfect life, you know, looking at uh, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore on these kind of, you know, shows being all cutesy. And she's like, that's what I wanted with vision. I didn't want to go fight all these people. So I thought that was okay. That was a big kind of like touching moment. Um, and then the one with uh, Stark Taylor, I think was a really cool uh, moment because, you know, for a long time we've, we've thought of Wanda getting her powers just through the mind stone. But this kind of uh, corrected that for us. Yeah, there was this whole uh, idea that, okay, the Mind Stone gave her and her brother powers, but she actually was apparently always powerful all along. And then that bomb uh, from Stark Industries that did not go off, it was not because it was faulty. It was because she willed it. And what the Mind Stone did is simply reveal or enhance what was already there. And so uh, it was the Scarlet Witch all along. And so she actually had the powers going. And which is, it was an interesting way to go back and revisit this because I think that was a bigger twist than the whole Agatha Harkness thing. That was the cool thing. Like we, we thought this whole time that she, that's why she was so connected to Vision is because of their powers are linked. But it, uh-huh. that wasn't really the case. It was just that because they're both feel like outsiders and it was that was another great scene where we go into um, seeing like right after she had lost her brother and after Ultron, you know, Vision's still very new and they really bond and then they bond over the sitcom. So that was probably one of my, my favorite scenes between Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. It was just so beautiful, beautiful, the dialogue and they just great on screen chemistry. It's just one of those other scenes where it's like they're perfect. Yeah, it was very touching and. They've probably had one of the strongest romantic relationships in terms of the Marvel characters, you know, in the MCU, uh, which is just really sweet to see. I mean, I was just rewatching Infinity War and there's that moment where, you know, almost uh, it's so cute and kind of embarrassed, like he's, he can't get the words out. He's like, you know, I, I think I think you should stay. Uh, please stay. You know, I think I think I think it's working. I think it's working. You know, like he's he's because he's this robot. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, but he's feeling these human emotions somehow. So uh, that was a really touching scene. And I also like that scene when they they kind of go, go into uh, the Hydra lair and we're seeing her do these tests with the Mind Stone. And uh, it just was a great episode to kind of go into how Wanda kind of has always had this power that we didn't know about. And Agatha, clearly, you know, them showing Agatha being this witch that knows how to steal other witches' powers, that this whole thing is that she wants to know how Wanda's been doing all this stuff so that she can steal her power. That's clearly why Agatha showed up to the Hex in the first place. And the big reveal, of course, was her saying, that makes you the Scarlet Witch. And nerds went crazy everywhere, even though, in my mind, that's been her name the entire time. But it, it's the X-Men well, title. It's the, first time it's, it's the first time it's been uttered on and screen. It's and it's a big deal because... Uh, you remember in the x-men movies uh you know evan peter's character only gets to there's only an image of his sister briefly in the um 
first movie that he was in the days of future past just kind of in the background so they you know they really kept it to be all about quicksilver and for x-men so this was kind of a big deal that this whole time it's just been wanda we haven't you know we've not only put her to this superhero title you know whether it's hero or villain you know we always connect someone to their main titles that was pretty cool so then we got into the finale and uh we also have you know hayward who is this yeah the whole time everyone kept thinking Hayward's going to be something more than he was Mephisto or some other kind of villain. Uh, it just turns out that he's just the typical government douchebag. Yeah. Um, but uh, them creating white vision was pretty cool. And I didn't really know much about white vision until you told me, uh, you know, you get to explore that. Um, and they kind of just opened this whole, like, okay, we got a huge couple things we need to kind of wrap up. Also what reveals are going to happen. And we got into the finale uh, and this was called the series finale. So clearly, I believe we both agree that this is a one-off. It's not going to have a surprise season two. Uh, so what were your thoughts on the finale and wrap-up of WandaVision? Well, first of all, there were a lot of good tidbits and not so good tidbits. Just some stale bits and some good bits. So let's talk about some <laughs> of the good bits. Uh, I thought it was really great the fact that there was a lot of maybe not blatant or visual hints of the future, but there was some really good, if you pay attention to the dialogue, there here's some good stuff. Well, um, Catherine Hahn's Agatha Harkness has a lot of great dialogue. She says in that like final two episodes and she, as she talks to Wanda and she's like, you know, you, your powers of the Scarlet Witch, you know, uh, rival of the Sorcerer Supreme. So we've got a little, uh, got a nod to Dr. Strange there, which was great. And also we talk about this book where in the one episode you see, which is this little, like, looks like a spell book. And she talks about the dark hold and the dark hold is this mysterious spell book, but also has like prophecies and foretold, uh, foretellings of the Scarlet Witch. Now, for those of you who know the comics, you'll know a lot of the backstory. For those of you who have been seen in the cinematic uh, world of Marvel, the only recent ad adaptation of this was in the Marvel's Agents Shield. And that adaptation, it was from the Dark Dimension. It was a book that if you read it, you become corrupted. So, which I don't know if that's going to carry over here, which we'll talk about in the final episode, uh, some of those final scenes. But I thought that was really cool. Some of the still bits, though, I got to say, <laughs> we talked about Mr. Boner, Bonner. Uh, <laughs> this was like the Trevor Slattery of, you know, Iron Man 3. That was exactly. this version. Which, yes. you know, we, we, <laughs> we, the comics built all this up and they were all built up and they're like, Oh, well, you know, we've got this character. This is going to be the tie-in. How is he tied in? You know, what's the deal? And it was just some, like, actor. He's a bad actor that had this hire. And this was her Ralph that she was talking about in the other episodes. which jumped at her husband, Ralph. That was the Ralph we were hearing about. And But it, it didn't yeah. go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. It, 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 was, like, it was a letdown for me only because I didn't even care if he was not... Quicksilver, as we know, you know, from the X-Men universe and somehow had come here, but clearly he had been, you know, we knew that he was being controlled by Agatha in some way. You know, we got that image in her song of him with the purple kind of behind him, but he had this necklace on that clearly was controlling him. So the fact that, that she could control a person to have the same powers as, you know, this famous, you know, speedster. Super. Yeah. And the fact, too, that like her son, one of her sons, you know, one of Wanda's sons has Quicksilver's power. So it just kind of made you think like, well, you know, 
somehow it's in the family, you know, it's in the blood and stuff. And then, yeah, it literally was Ralph Boner. I mean, it just, it was just one of those like, boom, chink. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if you can laugh at it, sure. But just as with Iron Man 3, I remember being so mad because I wanted the Mandarin, which luckily we are getting the real deal Mandarin coming up in uh, the Shang-Chi movie. So at least we're getting that. Um, and that has been teased. If you uh, saw the like the Marvel one shots where they're uh, mm-hmm. they had that, and he said uh, the real man ever wants to talk to you. So yeah. I'm excited about that. It'd be actually it'd be it'd be kind of cool if they it'd be kind of cool if they got Bane Kingsley in the Shang Chi movie. There's if there's a scene where the Mandarin meets him, that would actually be really really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but what about you? What were your like? What your what your takes on this? Well, what I did like, okay, this whole show just because of the nature of it. It wasn't a lot of fighting because it's not really it wasn't really a villain until near the end. You know, we had a couple of cool moments where like there was that moment that was really cool a couple episodes back when Wanda broke through the hex oh, and yeah. she looked just like herself in Avengers movies and she was back talking in her kind of Russian dialect and was like, Oh, there's that accent again. And you know, I love when all the all the guys were aiming their their lasers on her and then she kind of went like and it all went on to Hayward, and then she was like, and he goes, hey, 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 <laughs> but um, so we had it was cool. We had these fighting, you know. We have uh, Wanda versus Agatha. So we got purple versus red. Just you know, great, great kind of witchcraft. And we haven't had, you know, we've had the sorcerer. Sure, we've had Doctor Strange, but this is kind of neat to see a whole different type of fighting that we haven't really had a huge amount of, minus when Wanda fights in the Avenger films and such. Um. But I think the cool thing, it was the two visions fighting because, you know, it's kind of like the vision and bizarro vision in a way. You know, it's them fighting against each other and them, you know, phasing into each other and doing all this stuff. It was a smart move that they would finish their fight via intelligence, you know. Which which is one of the better, I I enjoy that more than the fighting because it's like, they're evenly matched. This is like, it was like a Superman fight, you know? Yeah, like no, no one, they were not going to be able to beat one another, but that was a cool moment to be like, well, I'm not the real vision. I need you to elaborate. And it was just kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, and then, yeah. so now our WandaVision vision has given this white vision um, all the memories you know, he was able to program the memories up to that point. Well, yeah, he had them all in his circuits. As he said, you have it all, you have all the data. So he has all the memories, but he doesn't have the emotional attachment. um, Yeah, so now it's like, and then he just flew off. And it was like- (laughs) He just disappears. Okay. And again, at that point, the hex was not fully gone. So I was like, well, he must be powerful enough to get in. And then also he got out. But- um. I think one of the most cool scenes, because it, it 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 took a minute for me to really kind of understand why it was important and why it was cool, was, you know, we had Agatha in a previous episode say, you know, if you're in a contained space and a witch has put up certain runes, only the witch said to put those runes up can cast magic in that contained space. So literally leaving an opponent completely useless. Well... Agatha's all power hungry and she's being like, come on, hit me with all you got. Give me that yeah. chaos magic. Cause she knows that she can steal it and take its power. Well, Wanda's giving her everything she can and it's aging her body, which I thought was really neat. You know, it really looks like it's sucking life out of her. And it was like whole, it was like a last crusade. <laughs> yeah. She chose poorly, but she was doing that on purpose because she was sending magic to do runes around this hex. And that was a really cool reveal to seeing these, 
huge, huge runes around the, and then her just kind of like fully becoming the Scarlet Witch. Oh, and and I that must costume say, was fantastic. That costume is incredible. I love the kind of like crown thing she has, the outfit. It's great. You know, it's her color scheme. It's got a little bit of that armor touch to it. It just, I was like, wow, that was the big reveal I think we were waiting for to see like what, what is her look when she's full on Scarlet Witch. So that was really cool. And, you know, so, you know, but then it kind of, it kind of just felt like, and then the battle was over yes. and we still have 15 minutes of this show. And I was like, now it's just going to be a bunch of emotional stuff. Which, well, it's all, and it's all wrapped up. Yeah. And unfortunately, like what, what was bad was all our characters that I was enjoying. Like we didn't get really any more of Darcy and Agent Wu was kind of, you know, whatever. But White Vision's gone. Uh, Catherine Hans' character, um, oh, she just basically puts a spell on her. She keeps her alive, which I do like because I feel like I'd love to see her in a full on movie. Uh, possibly. Oh, yeah. I would love to see her either whether she, whether she would come back to help. Wanda, or if whatever villain at some point would take Agatha and then use her against Wanda, whatever the case might be. And also my question was, so she put a spell on her to make her back to like nosy neighbor. And she's all like, you know, great. Have a swell <laughs> yeah. day. But then, the hex is, but then the hex is destroyed. You know, the last kind of thing that Wanda knows she has to do is she, for the people that she imprisoned, she has to make the sacrifice of losing her kids and want and vision and Which destroying the hex. That was an emotional scene for sure. That was beautiful. I will say, you know, a beautiful cap to this season, uh, a beautiful kind of emotional moment for Wanda and for vision to be this character that again, is this robot that's trying to understand human emotions, the typical, you know, can a robot understand what a human feels and stuff. The fact that, you know, they can have this really beautiful, just kind of quiet moment of saying goodbye to each other and the things that vision says it's just like it's it's again it's it's really touching and it just shows like the writing's really strong and you know saying goodbye to the kids and being like we're really proud of you you know you, you stood up and fought so it was like okay touching and i like that you know it all kind of ended right where it started in that big house space you know so it's like okay cool we said goodbye to vision i'm sure we'll see each other again and she's kind of back at that plot and she's like all right I'm going to go now be the Scarlet Witch. Uh, she's like putting her hood up like, I hope no one notices me leaving. Yeah. Um, but my <laughs> question like a... was like, so the hex is destroyed. So everyone should be free of her spell. So wouldn't that mean that Agatha is no longer under her spell? Yeah, little plot hole. That just uh, was left to whatever. So yeah, she kind of flies off into the breeze and she looks really cool with her hood on and this new outfit. And that was the show. And then we had two, two, you know, the great thing was we had this mid-credit scene, we had an end credit scene. So the mid-credit scene uh, was with Monica going into this movie theater. You need to be uh, debriefed by this uh, policewoman. <laughs> okay. And she turns into a scroll. And yes. that was really cool. And it was like, uh, we're going to need you. Where? Up there. Oh, you mean in space? In Captain Marvel 2? Oh. <laughs> yeah, basically, which we don't know if it's Captain Marvel News Doctor or is it Nick Fury? Because as we saw in Far From True. Home, he was up on the ship enjoying a that. vacation, which yeah. uh, I'm hoping that that means Nick Fury is going to be back, which he should be. 
Well, yeah, which will be awesome. So that was definitely a cool little tease to what clearly will be probably Captain Marvel 2. And then the final, you know, final scene of this entire series was this really cool long shot. It looked like out in like Norway or something. And uh, we get to this like, you know, kind of like little log cabin thing on the lake. And uh, Wanda's kind of up front chilling. And then she goes inside. And it was exactly the same imagery that they used with Doctor Strange, where he could be doing one thing and then his body was mentally reading. Yeah, he does the astral projection. Yeah. So she was doing that with that spell book and she was reading like a mofo. She was like, I need to learn, learn, learn. You know. And then it blacked out. So, but we hear when she's in, she hears oh, her yeah. kids. She hear a little bit of her kids like, Mom, help Mom, us. Help us. So is she going to try to bring them back? You know, are they in a, another universe Ooh. potential? Which again, that could be another way that she maybe meets Vision again. But also, we have White Vision out there. I think he should change his name. It's a really weird name. Yeah. But um, so that was it. Was kind of a neat tease. Like, all right, clearly somehow in some way she's going to continue to learn about these powers, this chaos magic. But I was reading a little bit about the chaos magic could also open doors to some yeah pretty dark stuff. Uh, whether it takes over her herself or unleashes dark beings from, you know, worlds we have not seen. So overall, this show was really fun. It definitely was a big pop culture sensation. I mean, I feel like every week that an episode went by, seeing the amount of people on social media be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did you watch WandaVision? Oh my God, is it Friday yet? You know, seeing that people were really pumped to even like stay up and wait till midnight the day our episode released. Sometimes mm-hmm. Disney plus would crash. Yeah. I mean, like I think the Mandalorian did so well to get people hyped to think like, okay, this is no joke. You know, Disney does pretty good quality and they have these properties, you know, they have Luke's film, they have Marvel and they're not just half-assing it. They're putting good quality to make these TV series to not only be its own individual thing, be a connecting part to the next you know well, and i think that's incredible that you know we're seeing this golden age that i mean this is the first time that disney's really taken the reins of live action storytelling on the small screen but it just goes to show that something like marvel the mcu can still be epic on the small screen yeah or, or even be a little bit minuscule and then like you said we've got these great shows coming up like the future of it's going to be a very different show with you know falcon the winter soldier it's gonna be more of like a I think kind of an action you know spy, spy thriller. thriller yeah six episodes uh and it looks like loki will be its own completely different show where he you know i feel like that show is somehow he gets he takes the tesseract he leaves he gets stuck in some planet and he's kind of put in like a prison sentence and he has to work it off. And of course him being Loki, he's going to find a way out of that. Um, And there's, I mean, you know, announced already, there's like at least eight more Marvel shows that will introduce new characters. We have not even seen in the MCU and to see if they'll come up in the new movies. And, you know, eventually I'm sure there'll be another Avengers movie with more of these new characters. So there's still so much, to come from the MCU. And I think it's, it's neat that we're for having to wait a year and a half for any kind of stuff this year alone, we're going to get like five series and we already have like four or it's five like movies. The MCU, not, uh, did you miss us? Yeah. <laughs> we're here. We're uh, breaking well. out the door. And of course, um, I mean, we had, we had uh, black widow was pushed back, you know, almost to, to, you know, uh, so long. So that's supposed to come here in may, which I'm wondering what the, uh, 
if there's a chance that they're going to maybe add or, you know, do something else with the end credits, you know, I know that they always have like an end credit scene or mid credit scene. I wonder if they could sneak another one in. Yeah, true. I wonder if by now, if the mid credit scenes they had planned for May of last year have changed because some of the order of stuff have changed, which of course, who knows? Because uh, yeah, we know for sure we have Black Widow, we have Shang-Chi, we have Eternals, and yes. we have Spider-Man at the end of the year. So, uh, and also along the way, although not this Marvel, but still connected in some way, uh, we have Venom 2 and Morbius. So there's a lot of, you know, stuff already with Marvel, and then we have all these series. So a lot to look forward to, but you know what? For a first at bat, I think WandaVision was a fun time. It was enjoyable. The hype was definitely there. It maybe did not fill every single nerd, you know, want I, you know, was expecting. There's a, a couple boxes they, they left unchecked, but it was what I expected, I would say. Um, but definitely had me wanting more. But I did like the fact that it teed up more than just one Marvel property coming coming forth with Captain Marvel 2 and more for Doctor Strange. So that was exciting that, you know, a show like that can kind of tease multiple projects coming up. For sure. So uh, stay tuned for upcoming video reviews on the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll be doing a weekly episode video review of each episode. And then, of course, we will do a full season breakdown on the podcast. But uh, thanks for listening to the guy, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed WandaVision as much as we have. And we'll be with you guys next time. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.